And who are we? That's one secret we'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to Season 1, Episode 12 of Gossip Guys Max. The Orville. Episode, Season 2, Episode 11, Lasting Impressions, with special guest Leighton Meester. Ooh, that was the most, the most lines you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> I really love the title. Oh, I always love the Dr. Strangelove title. Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. I use that for like multiple academic papers, would make puns off that. <laughs> Professors loved it. <laughs> so. Right, so the Orville. We, Andy the Orville. Yeah, we're in there's, space. There's girl with, yeah, this, this one's uh, written by Seth MacFarlane, uh, which I know you were worried about that going in, but I have to say, I was really impressed with. The writing, but also just the episode in general, the show. What I mean, this was your first Orville experience, was it not? Absolutely first Orville experience, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, yeah, no, I was very uh, uh, trepidatious about the Orville. I'm not a Seth MacFarlane fan. I've never really watched Family Guy. Um, I don't listen to his jazz albums. Um, I once saw him open for John Williams at Hollywood Bowl. Um, but yeah, so going into it, I was like, uh, and then I'm not like, I wasn't sure what it was. So I didn't realize it was an hour long drama almost. Yeah. You know, it's, I thought it was like, I thought it was almost, um, like a parody of, of Star Trek. So I thought it was more of a comedy. Uh, but no, the writing was great. I, I thought the episode was very well done, um, the acting, I'm a big Scott Grimes fan from, you know, Party 5 to ER. Uh, and yeah, our uh, our girl Layton, our girl Layton is just, she gets better every time I see her. Like, she is just, she was great in this episode. I have to say that this is the best we've seen Layton Meester. I think, amazing. I she think. was a, truly amazing. I fell in love with her. Uh, well, okay. I'll, I'll let me. Since you said that, let me. Let's fast forward to the end. This is like so. At the at the end of the episode, Lily turns to me and she asks, "Are you in love?" And I said, "Yeah." And then she slapped me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but that is but that is a testament to to Seth MacFarlane. He made me fall in love with Leighton Meester, and it was great. He, he, I think he he figured out the best way to use Leighton Meester because I think we've we've sort of struggled with figuring out how to best utilize her because she's clearly very charming, beautiful, funny. Like, she's the best part of Gossip Girl during the lean years, right? Because she's just a dynamo, right? But it sort of doesn't work as she gets older. You can't be Blair after you're, you know, 25. It's sort of like, it's really annoying. <laughs> so... Yeah. No, you can't, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, like... And I feel like we, we've we just sort of felt like, how do we, we want, she, what she is is she's the girl next door, She like in terms of how sort of charming and approachable she is, yet she's always unattainable. It's that, it's, it's that balance. And this is the perfect episode or perfect show or concept of that because she literally is that. Like she doesn't, I don't know, it's such a great concept. Anyway, sorry, go. <laughs> no, I thought, 
I thought she was great, and I thought she is that girl next door, and she is perfect at that. And that's, and I think that's where. And then she sings. She sings. And the, like another another singing it, meester in the music. It's definitely the through line that is really fun to watch. How was, how, what did you think of her songs? Oh, I love the song. I love the song. I didn't know Scott Grimes could sing either at the end. No, I thought the song was great. I thought, uh, just the way, uh, no, that's exactly what I want her. I want her in a little cafe with the guitar. And what was that? Was there, uh, uh, was there a cello in the back? What was that? I can't remember. Yeah, there's, well, there's two musicians playing behind her. I, I, I don't remember, but. I like, she said it was a hole in the wall, but it seemed like a really nice bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like a little, like, it was brick bar in Silver Lake, you know? Yeah, I've definitely been in that bar, or I've seen it in every TV show, but, um, but yeah, I felt, th- there's something, this, ep- this episode of The Orville Witch, by the way, you guys can access it on Hulu, and probably, I don't know, I think it's now full-time Hulu, so it's probably no longer on Fox, like, it just sort of made that move. Uh, yeah, and I think there's, it's been a long hiatus for season three, and I'm not sure how the quarantine's going to affect it, if they've already shot it or, or what. Um, but this is like almost, you know, this is season two, 11, and, and episode 11, there was only 13 in the second season, and we haven't seen any more. So we're almost like caught up. But like, there's something about a show where you can just pick it up and not having seen anything, and you weren't lost really in the slightest, except for like you said what the show was, but you kind of learned what that was within, you know, the first couple of scenes. Yeah, no, you, 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 once you, you, uh, you hear the music and you see this, you know, it's still funny. It's so there's still comedic aspects to it. The time capsule was great. The cigarettes. Uh, I, I thought that, I thought the idea was, was great. I, I knew I knew I had you as soon as it started with a time capsule. I'm like, oh, this is like this is Aaron Catnip. He loves loves <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Bring it all out. Let's see what we have left. What what did they leave us? You you just you live in a time capsule of like 1997, right? Like so. Like <laughs> it's, it's so good there. Pre 9 11, it's great. Yeah, I can carry I can carry anything on a plane where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and and your your bands are everywhere still playing they're still yeah, relevant we're all young and have potential oh it's great i i also thought the cigarette smoking story b story with bordis and his husband was pretty great uh, i thought that was very funny yes i i mean the line i wrote down i feel as though i have been standing my whole life and just sat down i was <laughs> like was- that was a great line. Yeah, that's a fucking great line. And, and it also, like, it made me want to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they can't be that good, no. But I was... No, but that, that was great. But it was like a perfect Aaron episode because not only did they have the kind capsule, but there was smoking. I know you're not a cigarette smoker, but, you know, yeah, you, you have yeah. a joint in your hand right now, so... I do, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. And I, I, I did not know this, but... Uh, Adrian Padalecki and uh, Scott Grimes are married. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did they meet on the show, or is I that what brought her that, to the I show? I think they were recently married, so maybe, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, that's... Yeah, Adrian Padalecki, uh, I mean, great in Friday Night Lights, and, and sort of, it was bummer. I mean, I guess it was probably good that Wonder Woman never saw the light, but it felt like she, you know, had something to give, and I'm glad... I don't know. I like her on this show. 
And uh, I think I've, we need we need like like a tall off with her and uh, Serena. Yeah, it would have been. I would have. It would have been nice if they actually she had gotten to play a little Serena against Blair in this up in this episode during the the party like the board game. The <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's. I would have liked if they put like more that they didn't really put Jessica Shore and and Layton together. I thought that was kind of hilarious that we see them in the same room, but the only thing they say like goodbye, but it's off screen. We don't even see them in the same shot together. I don't it's think. Like a nod. Yeah. Do you think they hate each other or they don't care? They don't give a shit. I, I think probably just didn't make sense for the episode. Like, who cares? Yeah, no, I don't think they care. They don't care, yeah. I don't think they hate each other. I, I, I think if they hated each other, I don't think she would have done it. No, I, I wonder I wonder if Shore was like, oh, you know who you should... Nah, she probably doesn't have as much clout as that of like, you got to get Layton. That's what I'm intrigued by. Like, did Seth MacFarlane watch Gossip Girl? Or like, what did he watch... Because I'm sure he was the one who, like, when he wrote this, he was like, I have an idea of who I want to cast. Or maybe not. I don't know. But, like... Maybe maybe he's been watching Lane's career like us. <laughs> you know, he was like, I finally, like, he saw Simple Favor. Yeah, I'm sorry, he saw, he saw Life of Partners. And he there saw, we go. <laughs> uh, he saw... Um, drive through. You know, single parents. Yeah, drive through. <laughs> and he's seen her progression as not only this girl next door, as you get older, this this woman and this this lost dream of, of singing because I think that really is part of Layton because she is now more of an actress so I think that is also that's real to her and that's why maybe she, she was great in this part absolutely like I think that you, you nailed it I think the, the it clearly is this lost dream or this thing that is still not haunting her but it's sort of this still thing that's uh, out of her grasp and I feel like we talked about it, I think, last week where we like, why, you know, Adam Brody and her, I mean, Adam Brody had his own band. Like, I feel like there's a musical folk band in there, you know, in their future or something. Like, I feel like that dream isn't, it's, she's still very young and her voice is, I think, the same, you know. Uh, so it's interesting. But I mean, I think she definitely has sort of made the choice to be acting, but it almost feels like, maybe we're projecting here, but it does feel like sort of music is where her heart lies. Or maybe it feels kind of like it's undone still, like it's sort of on the, not necessarily like a to, yeah, like, and I think she sort of has something to prove there, I think, still, um, and, and I, I really, I, I just, yeah, I, when, it sort of felt like this episode is the perfect way to finish Leighton Meester in a way, because I think it sort of put all the different things that we've noticed that were in her wheelhouse all together, uh, because she is, I think, one of the more elusive people, you know, I, I think to sort of uh, figure out where she should be. I mean, Single Parents is obviously, she's killing it on that show. So it's not like she has, she's not, you know, lost or whatever, you know, completely in terms of her career. But it still feels like there's more untapped potential, you know, in that time capsule that we opened this week. Yes, yes, I think, and I think we, this is, I agree with you, where it's a perfect place to close on the Meester. We see her progression as an actress, and 
know, as you said, you, you can't be Blair forever. It just, you can't be in high school forever. So you have to grow up. And I, I think this is, this is grown up latent. And grown up latent is an actress who dreams of being a singer. Alright, so I think, have I told you the story with me and Orville? No. Uh, when I worked with Jeff, Jay, he had a meeting with Seth MacFarlane for his new sci-fi pilot, and Seth MacFarlane was looking for showrunners, and, and Jay was on his list, like, to meet, and he wanted to, you know, meet and see if he was the right fit, and while we had sort of the same trepidation about him in terms of, uh, you know, Family Guy or Ted or whatever it is, the script was great. And, and we, I was obviously super excited. I wa- it, wa- it was just him and Seth in the meeting, but he came away and knew he had blown it immediately. But like, God damn it. <laughs> I was... <laughs> how, how did he blow it? Uh, I, I, it might be too inside baseball, but I think... I think Seth wanted someone that was actually more uh, rebellious against the studio and network because I think Seth has the power, so he doesn't need a yes man to the studio. And I think Jeff was sort of like misread it and thought he he wanted someone that has a good relationship. But of course, Seth doesn't need that. Um, So, but then again, Seth, I think also hired someone who would like worked on Star Trek Next Generation. So, and that's clearly... Uh. That's clearly where his heart is, in the same way that Leighton Meester's heart is in music. This was, the Orville is definitely Seth, Seth MacFarlane's passion project of like, you know, he wanted to do his own Star Trek show. And I think it surprised everyone of like, oh, so it's not just straight comedy and it's not just straight homage. It's, it is its own thing. And like, I don't know, I was very impressed. I've been very impressed with it whenever I work on it. And I think I was skeptical of him as the leading man. I think that was that was always his intent. And I think that was maybe something that Jeff was skeptical about, too. And he's like, oh, God, him as the captain. I don't know if that would work. And maybe Seth read that. Um, but I think he's, you know, the yeah, show is part of why I like this episode. It wasn't Seth MacFarlane centric. So I don't is the show more. Is it more? Is it more eccentric towards Seth? He has. I would say it's it's not like you know the you know Star the original Star Trek where it's you know Spock and Kirk's show and everyone else sort of rotates around. It's it really is sort of an ensemble. But I do I would say that he's he, he sort of lives in the A story most of the time. But like it's not. It is a very like to his credit. It's not the Seth MacFarlane show at all. Um, okay. I think I think they're all sort of supporting players, and and that's I, th- I really like this episode of with Gordon Scott Grimes. So yeah, loved his voice, but he was just so earnest and so in love. Like I was him. Yeah. Like when he when he entered the simulation, I actually and he said hello, and she turns to him and says hey and smiled. I was like I paused the thing because Lily wasn't watching, and I was like I had to rewind it because I was like that is the moment. That is why Leighton Meester is a star. Like, I, I rewinded it, and then, like, the episode, like, buffered forever. It took me about ten minutes to get to that point again. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. it was, and then. You can't fast forward or rewind extreme me, man. Yeah, and then, and then when I watched it again, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I was overrating it a little bit. But that moment, to me, I was right there with, no, that, with Gordon. No, that moment. No, the moment where he, you, you, like, it was, it was shot so well where you see him just falling in love once he opens the phone up. 
Yeah. And sees the video. And just, like, that's the beginning of the episode. And you can just tell what this episode's going to be about. It's great. I mean, it's weird science with Leighton Meester, but, like, in a way more nice way. Like, because weird science is kind of gross now. Uh, it's still the ultimate sort of... This episode is, I would say, for, you know... There is sort of that idea of men creating a simulation to get with a girl, and that was and, and I think but the. But it wasn't. It, but he, it wasn't his simulation. It was her simulation. He was going into her world. Well, and that's what he that's what he argued, and 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 but the friends were sort of the counterbalance, so they weren't saying like this something's wrong about this, and there was yeah, something no, it's wrong. Not real, it's not healthy. Yeah, it's not a good idea. but I I do. But it was, I didn't see it as like a weird science misogynistically. Well, no, no, exactly, no, because it was it was clearly like love, but then you know you have that twist where he's just like. And I loved it. It was perfect when Greg shows up and she's back together with Greg. I mean, what did? Yeah. I was just like. I was surprised with how angry that made me. I was like, oh, I was, so, I was so bummed. Like, I was so in this episode, like, more than I've been in pretty much anything but, we've but watched. That, that, it's, 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 but it's a relatable situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, I was angry, too. We've all been there. You know, and that's why the episode was so good. It was just a relatable situation to everyone, and it was, you know, it was this, you know, science fiction show down to a reality and you know to show that we're all in this together and it all starts now and we don't save the planet now we'll all be led by Seth MacFarlane <laughs> which might not be a terrible thing you know if, if, if uh, but uh, I what was I going to say I don't think all the episodes are this good no they're not all this good but I I was going to you know I was going to ask you a couple things so Well, two things like I in the real world, Lily was telling me that there actually are sort of what you can do. She was telling me a scenario where like this mom lost her daughter when she was seven. And then there was this VR simulation company that basically asked for all of her information and they made some sort of extrapolation of her in like a VR birthday party scenario. So that like actually exists right now. Um and, and then there's another company, like I was looking at this for a, a, a project I was working on and, it, and there are companies that are already like asking for, you can like sign up to basically be, um, uploaded into the afterlife, which is actually a show like coming on NBC, like called upload. But like, essentially I think that's a little bit more sci-fi than what is actually right now is basically, you know, your digital footprint is essentially logged and, and completed or, or kept track of. And then when you're dead, you can kind of talk to an AI version of you, you know, like so your, your grandkids could. Um, what do you think about that? Like, are you, are you in or are you terrified? In terms of what, in terms of like, well, I mean, I guess what, in, where do you see, in terms see, of recreating situation? I don't know. I mean, where do you see that going? Like, is that, I mean, I, my, I, well, I guess, I mean, we yeah. We already have VR, like VR is already a thing. And I think, yeah, I think, will use it, you know, almost the way, um, in, uh, which Avengers, which Marvel movie was it that Robert Downey Jr. created that thing with the glasses and he was in the, was it Winter Soldier? Uh, I don't think he was in Winter Soldier. Was it Civil War? Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. And, you know, he creates that, like, he's in, like, the, you see, like, young Robert Downey Jr. with his parents. So, I mean, yeah, I think people will do that. You know, I think people, I don't know if I 
be into it. I, I, but people. It's a know, slippery I, slope, you know. It's like, I think we're screwed as soon, like, because as, as soon as something like that is, like, we're capable of that kind of simulation on the Orville, we're fucked. Like, no one's gonna want to ever, like. We would love the quarantine right now. We would just be in that simulation all damn day. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be worried, right? Like, what would we have to worry about? We can just be living in denial. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not healthy, and so yeah, uh, yeah I don't. But yeah, I, 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 you know, like, well, what was this? When you said she lost her seven-year-old daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I think someone like that is going to want to have that experience. You know, there are people. You know, if you don't get to say goodbye to someone when they pass away, you know, yeah. are, you have to, some people want that experience, you know, so, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, here's the, he, we already are in a slippery slope, but people already live in denial, so it's just virtual denial. We're yeah. just making the denial, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. More realistic. <laughs> More realistic, and just, yeah, like thicker layers of denial. It's, yeah, because I think as a, I mean, we're sort of, you know, nostalgia and that sort of living in the past thing is definitely a problem. You know, we well, we live in the past or the future. We never live, live in the present. And this definitely feels like, I mean, I think there can be simulations, of course, of the future, too. Like, you can sort of make projections. That's sort of what that VR simulation was. It was imagining a world where the girl was still alive. And that, I definitely see how powerful that could be, but also sort of how unhealthy. I mean, that mom could be, you know... Uh, unwilling to let go right and and sort of have that but maybe, kid but maybe she has been always let go maybe that that experience helped her to let go that's true yeah 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 no absolutely absolutely all the situation and how you use the technology you know it's all about whose hands the technology is in it's but that's where it's sort of like it's really hard to like sort of manage or or know especially because it's yeah. going to be it's going to be about money because everything's about money and it's and then that will never be the the right usage <laughs> uh, for it. Um, have you seen the movie Her? No, no, I have not. You should uh, you should see the movie Her. Her is great. It's a it's an Andy Hall of Fame movie. Yeah, it's a um, Spike Jones, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah, it just seems sad, and I never really wanted to see it. It is it is sad, but like I think in a way that you would be into it. It has similar like in a way I was like, oh, you know, Leighton Meester totally could have been her. Like she she she's not as Scarlett Johansson's one of the best actors around, but like Leighton Meester, I think she does that. That's basically what her role is in this, except for we actually see her more. You know, Scarlett's is all by voice which is, I think, even harder to do. But um, I, that was definitely a thing. I also... What about Virtuosity? Did I watch it Russell Crowe? No, what's that, what's that about? He's like a detective that goes after like an AI, and he goes to the computer. Oh. Like 25 years ago. Really great. Oh, I gotta, I gotta... I mean, some of this is like kind of what I'm working on now, so I, like it scares me to watch them. Uh, but virtuosity, I'm in. Have you seen the movie Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence? No. So that one bombed really badly, and it was like not a good movie. Like a lot of people hated it, and I and it, and and it it sort of treads in some sort of. Uh, I think it's because it was sort of marketed as a rom com or a uh, like a romance in space, and it sort of is that. But like it's. Basically, the premise is that Chris Pratt wakes up Jennifer Lawrence because he's lonely in space, but by doing it, he's sort of dooming them. Uh, 
and it's sort of, I think there's a lot to say about, you know, men sort of taking agency away from people, but also like I was watching it being like, the movie's not good, but I was like, I don't know if I wouldn't have done the same thing. If you had the opportunity to open Jennifer Lawrence and, and, and they had like a whole thing where he's reading her book and her essays or something and he's just alone in space and he's not in the right mind. Um, the things that you would do, you know? Uh, yeah. But you it's... Keep yourself busy. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's not... It's it's an uncomfortable watch. I think it's because people did not know what they were going into when they watched it. I don't think it's... It, it was close to being good <laughs> but it, it's more like it's more like the the sexual dynamic is really f- fucked up and i don't know if i think i think it's like a studio the studios got involved and were like no this has to be a, a rom this has to be a, a romance a, a happy ending and it's like there's no way anyone deserves one when you're watching this movie um but let's see i've been uh the thing i've been doing the most the last couple of weeks when I'm not writing or working is I've been playing a baseball simulation game. It's called out of the park baseball 21. It's like, I, I actually, you choose a, it has all the players in baseball history, uh, in their, in sort of their attributes. And you can pick a team, an era, a year, or you could like ma- like mangle them all up if you wanted to. But I picked like the Seattle Mariners in 1995, the like year I fell in love with baseball to like be the general manager and to try and like see if we could actually win a championship. And that's what I've been. Uh, that's been my sort of time s- s- suck. Like I guess that's my video game. Like I don't play video games, but this is sort of that. And it. And I was thinking about that because I'm sort of like there's definitely a psychological thing of like trying to recreate my childhood in a way through baseball, but also like give it that happy ending. Um, but you know, two months in Randy Johnson wants a trade. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's too realistic. Yeah. It's, it's like, Oh no. Uh, and Dwight Gooden, I signed him thinking he might be able to be okay in, in this simulated world, but he was not okay. <laughs> no, he was like, Oh, and seven with like an ERA of 14. It was just like, it was, oh, wow. He inspired me to start a charity on his behalf, and I thought he was turning over a new leaf. And then, no, it did not. It, it did not help. Um, but yeah, now, I don't are know. you doing this with like other leaf friends or people you don't know? You can do it online and and like do it with other people like that. But right, mine is just with like an AI with computer. Oh, like okay. I, I wanted to learn it before you know jumping in because it's super complicated and I'm and I'm losing. Like I'm not doing well. <laughs> Um, even though it's sort of like I'm playing the long game, but Randy Johnson doesn't <laughs> have patience and nor should he, you know? Uh, so I don't know. It's funny, but that's, I was thinking about that. I've, I've been in the simulation sort of, so this, this, this episode just really hit me in the perfect point. It, it's a great quarantine episode. Um, do you have any sort of, yeah, did you, did it hit you in any, any, any places unexpected? Yeah, I mean, yeah it hit me where it's just like you, it's just. It's a simulation, but it, it felt real, and you know, it, it, it's it's just it's life, and there are experiences that you you have, and you can't control them all. Yeah, that's really, what it was all about. Like he was trying to control his life by being a part of hers, and even when he knew what was going to happen, because he kept saying every time something happened, he would say it's all right there in the correspondence, the text messages. Right. So, you know, he, he would just... He wanted to believe it could be different. Life. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny yeah. how you described it of like, it feels real, but it's not. And it's like, you're actually just describing TV, you know, like really good TV or really good entertainment, really good movies. That's what it is, right? It feels real, but it's not. Um, and so this was like another layer within it, you know, like Orville itself doesn't feel real, but that scenario was totally real. Um, and I feel like it was the most authentic that Leighton has ever been of a performance. And, and which is funny because she's playing a simulation of herself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I would have loved to see this, this was a perfect episode for what it was, but I would love to see her sort of go villainous in this. You know, if she had been, now that we saw her, you know, early on in The Roommate. But oh, and the, she, like, t- the AI takes over, he just, he goes way too long with the simulation and the AI takes over? Yeah, or it takes over the computer or, or like, oh, sorry, the computer of the ship. Or, 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 or just like, I mean, when, he, when, the, when she infiltrated his life, like really, like, you know, with the phone, like he was getting calls, that tripped me out and tripped out Lily. I had to like sort of explain it and I didn't, I, it didn't really make sense, but it kind of does. But it was just like, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh shit, she can just call you from the simulation, like disrupt your life. And that's when I was like, oh, there's a version of this that's a horror movie for sure. Uh, yeah, where yeah it's, but here's the thing, she can only call you from the simulation when the simulation's on. So when you're out of the simulation, just make sure you turn it off. That's true. I guess that makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe that's not, you know, maybe. Unless, yeah, there are some times when the dinosaur is not on open doors. So maybe the simulation right. turns itself on. Exactly. Maybe you can't turn off the simulation once you've turned it on, you know? I, I don't know. And and also, you know, maybe we're, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I that mean, is the yeah. risk we take with, with technology and trying to move forward and, and, you know, looking for cures for things and just doing better and... Trying to play God? That is, and, that, <laughs> and that's the risk we take. And, you know, there are guys like James Cameron who thinks that the machines will inevitably take over. I feel like it's... I feel like... By propagating sort of the machine as evil or, you know, the machine as, you know, Terminator or, you know, they're going to take over... I th- it's it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy like the mach- like machines just want to if they ever gain sentience if we're just friendly with them it could just be an amazing sort of like it's just like a, it, that is the alien that we actually have right there's not going to be any Martians coming Aaron it's the it's the fucking computers talking to us well, we build it, yes. yeah. we're going to build our own attack yes but we're if we if you be friendly with them because we'll always feel ownership to them because we built them and that's but and that's that's like father and son dynamics right there. It's that's that's God and Jesus. That's everything. It, it it all comes into that. And it's just like if if we're able to create something and let it go, that's the ultimate thing as an artist and also as a man, as a woman, as a parent, as a creator. Listen, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. That's how you know. <laughs> there we go. Was that a where was that from? Christina Aguilera, what a girl wants. <laughs> All right, I think that's the perfect way to end it. Uh, on Christina, on X Tina. Um, well, I think, I, I think we we might have more Leighton in the future, but I think we're moving on. I think we we have 
We're we're doing it. We're doing some things over, Aaron. We're we're going we're going back to Penn, the never-ending oh, Penn. We're, we're going back in time. You see, here we go again. We're going back. We're going back. We're, we're seeing going if we we're seeing if we could do things differently, Aaron, because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Can we do Penn's career differently? Oh, I don't know if we need to. I I don't think he has any regrets at this point. Maybe no, he. No, I don't yeah. think we can do anything. No. Differently. Well, I think. Our fate is what we make of it. I think that's sort of the mistake is to, and, and I do this all the time, is to sort of try to rewrite your past or try to, you know, if you focus on your regrets, then you're sort of missing your present. Um, and, and yeah, and I think that's sort of where we'll go with Do Over. We, uh, we watched the first three episodes. I think you're going to like it. Um, okay. So, and, and someone tweeted out like a link online. I don't, I can't vet it, so check for oh, viruses. Check for viruses, people. Uh, but that, that's where we're going. Half hour sitcom, single cam, or multi Half hour single cam, WB, sort of. I mean, it's like a dramedy, but it's a half hour. It, I think it was like back in the day when they started airing, like when they aired re- real shit in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about it then. But that's our tease. Do over Penn Badgley, WB 2002, you know, peak WB. And, uh, and, and, and maybe it's. It's not peak pen. We're we're living in peak pen right now, but it's it might have been the peak pen before you and well certainly and obviously before Gossip Girl. Um, so yeah, that's where we're up next. But uh, I was gonna leave you with one question: Are you gonna watch more Orville, or is this sort of like a one and done for you? You're gonna you gonna go visit. We didn't talk about Vanessa, which was the one of the reasons I wanted to get you angry about Vanessa. Do you have any 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 no, thought? Yeah, I, she was fine. She didn't do anything. She really wasn't. <laughs> She's got a good gig. Yeah, she she's the yeah. yeah. No, she's good. She's yeah, she got a really easy job. I think the makeup takes longer than her acting. I think I think she's good in the show too. They actually yeah, she was fine. Yeah, I mean she didn't really you know she is playing uh, somewhat of an emotionless alien kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you think Vanessa was. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was this episode where she just like appears in in uh, Seth MacFarlane's window. <laughs> just <laughs> she just moved in and like started dating his dad. It was weird, uh, making waffles. Um, but oh yeah, you should share the people. You had waffles on your birthday. Tell every everyone. Let's celebrate Aaron's birthday this week. So happy birthday, Aaron! Thank you, thank you. Yes, I had some Death Star waffles for. Uh... Star Wars Day, my birthday. May the fourth be with you, Andy. And may the fourth be with you and with everyone else listening. I hope you guys enjoyed our little trip around space. Uh, I did not think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, so I'm glad we did. No, I did not either. Not at all. Yeah. Um, But hey, on to the hats off, Seth MacFarlane. Hats off. Yeah, and on to the next galaxy. On to the next uh, the next universe, uh, which another another stop on another moon of Penn. Uh, and, uh, tweet us at gossip guys pod. We're at gossip guys podcast at gmail.com. Aaron, you are at Facebook. Oh yeah. I am at the worst, the W R S S T. Uh, Andy, where are you? Wandering green. And I won't even say if there's an E at the end or not. You guys will have to guess Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and yeah, send us your thoughts. Subscribe. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Tell us your thoughts and, and tell us what, you know, if we're not doing, uh, if, if there's something you guys want us to tackle or, or talk about, you know, we're. If there's more Layton that you, we couldn't 
find that we didn't know of more pen there's i mean there's there's more there is more but it's sort of whether we don't know necessarily it's hard to look at imdb and know if it's worth it in some ways um and also but yeah like i mean i was thinking about this the other day i was like you know we're doing this for each other you know aaron and i like clearly this is our this is our method of coping watching some silly you know things that have our people in it and talking about it so hopefully you guys are enjoying it and you know let us know which ones because we'll watch anything because we watch drive through. so all right stay safe six feet apart wear a mask wherever you go and we're gonna get through this. We'll be fine. We are, yeah. And uh, XOXO, Gossip, Gossip Guys. guys.